or surgery, becoming an oral masculofacial surgeon. That's what's on tap because we just got someone who matched in the oral surgery program where it's been a process that's been five years in the making. Stay tuned as we talk to dental student who just matched in oral surgery. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the New Dentist Podcast Show, where we talk about getting into dental school, surviving dental school, getting into residency, and then life as a new dentist. Guys, be sure that you continue to like, subscribe, but most importantly, share and comment on the content. Sharing is caring, and we want to hear your your, uh, your, get some feedback on the, on the information that you're receiving on a, on a weekly basis. Also, this episode of Ask Dr. Darwin is being brought to you by GetIntoDentalResidency.com. Right here, GetIntoDentalResidency.com. Check it out. It's the ultimate resource to help you get into the residency program and the specialty of your dreams. Not now, but right now, this cycle. Go check it out. Go down and check it out for more details. So the details that we're talking about today is about oral surgery, right? Yes, uh, and, and we're joined with a fourth year dental student who just matched. And we're going to be talking about why oral surgery, how he prepared for his applications, uh, the schools that he applied to, the interview, and his rank list, but also mo most importantly, the advice. So guys, be sure to stay through all the way through. All right. Stay all the way through because you don't want to miss some hidden gems that will be available for you to help you get into oral surgery as well. So today we're joined with student doctor, student, soon to be officially DDS, uh, uh, Marcus Clayton. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? Man, hey, not as good as you. Not as good as you with, with your recent success and matching. So congratulations, first and foremost. And... Uh, you know what? Let's open it up since we're stirring it up and we're brushing it up here today. Let's just have, uh, if you would, just introduce yourself for those that are meeting you uh, for the first time. Well, my name is Marcus Creighton. Uh, like you said, I'm a fourth year dental student at Meharry Medical College located in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am from Chicago, Illinois. I attended Fisk University, which is located directly across the street from the School of Dentistry at Meharry, which kind of just led to my matriculation. And I'm happy to be here, um, offering advice to any future oral surgeons out there. Yeah, it's it's going to be advice. It's going to be a jam-packed episode. So guys, make sure that uh, as you're listening and watching, take notes and then go back to the recording, right? Go back and listen to this as well. So let's kick it off, man. Why, why oral surgery? Why oral surgery? I mean, there's a lot of, uh, of other disciplines, pedo, endo, general dentistry, uh, uh, pros, perio. Why? Why did you decide oral surgery? Um, well, oral surgery um, sparked my interest when I was in the process of applying to dental school. I shadowed an oral surgeon here in Nashville at um, TriStar uh, Health, which is a level two trauma center here in Nashville, and I really enjoyed how um, the doctor was able to anesthetize the patient. Um, put them to sleep and do the procedure at the same time. I've never seen anything like that. And then when I began my post-baccalaureate uh, master's in health science program at Meharry, um, I took a gross anatomy um, course, which really just um, intrigued me with the anatomy of the maxillofacial region. 
And from there, I started to um, reach out to um, continue to shadow um, the doctor that I was shadowing and just to learn more about the specialty itself. Um, oral surgery, it's different from any other specialty where they do so many different things. It's, it, you're not just doing the same procedures. Um, and what really intrigued me the most besides uh, being able to um, anesthetize and put patients to sleep is the maxillofacial trauma, the reconstructive um, aspect of it, where you really create a whole new appearance for a patient. Um, and that's really why I wanted to be oral surgeon. Yeah, that, that life-changing reconstruction part, uh, in addition to those that have trauma, uh, implants, different types of surgeries, uh, in conjunction also with uh, ortho, you know, orthodontists doing some orthognathic surgery and stuff is, is usually uh, one of the uh, interest points, uh, points of interest for, for many people who are considering. But I will tell you, man, uh, oral surgery is no joke, no joke. And uh, so you so you thought you were pledging in, in dental school. You, <laughs> you really going to be pledging now. Yeah, my first time being in the OR, um, it, it it felt like felt like being online again. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You're in the OR standing for a long time sometimes, and um, things don't necessarily go the way that um, it was drafted up to be. Um, sometimes right. the phone doesn't doesn't fixate where it's you know lock in with the screws. It's um, it's it's a lot, but yeah, yeah. Um, it, it my first time where I. Uh, I scrubbed in for a pan facial fracture, which was close to about a nine hour procedure. Just being able to see the before and after of that patient and how um, all of his, all of his um, fractures were fixated. And um, after the swelling went down, it was like, wow, this is, um, this is really something cool to, to, to be able to do for the patient. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about, you know, how you are able as a how to get to becoming an oral surgery uh, resident, right? Because there's a process, just like yeah. everything else. Uh, so let's talk about the application because uh, as we know for residency for oral surgery, it's a little bit different, meaning there's, there's typically a big exam that people, <laughs> that programs want you to uh, be able to demonstrate and have a, a mastery of, uh, as part of your application. So let's talk about that as it relates to your overall application and how you prepared, how you went about, because it seems like you pretty much knew five years ago or surgery. This is what I want to do. So that means that to get to the end, you got to kind of reverse engineer and go back so that you know where to start so that your steps lead up to where you are right now. So talk, talk a little bit about that process and how you started to put your application together. Well, it, it really started from the first week of dental school where we had an orientation for all the different departments at Meharry. And um, Dr. Perkins Davis, who was the chairman of the oral surgery department at Meharry, I, I went and spoke to her immediately after she um, spoke to our class. And, you know, I told her, I was like, hey, you know, Dr. Perkins, I'm, I'm trying to be an oral surgeon like what do I have to do and the first thing she told me was you get your grades up like you want to have your grades as high as possible and so that was really my goal um first year of dental school was just to make as many A's as possible on my transcript um 
And after my grades were, um, after my grades were high after the end of uh, first year, um, I came back to her and I said, well, you know, my grades are pretty high now. Like, what, what do I need to be doing now? And then she told me I need to, uh, I need to start studying for the CBSE exam, the Comprehensive Basic Science exam, um, which is similar to um, the medical step one exam that medical students take. And uh, my, in my second year, she also said that I needed to start to shadow um, oral surgeons just to see um, the, what the full scope of oral surgery is like, because it's, it's more than just taking out teeth. And um, I, I spent um, my second year um, studying for the CBSE and, and shadowing um, and also making sure that my grades didn't slip because um, my, my class rank uh, played a, a very uh, important role into uh, my application. Uh, um, the CBSE is a very hard exam. I, um, I had to take it more than once. And um, every time I took the exam, I, I continued to improve. And once I had the score that I needed, um, my third year, she, she told me that I needed to um, you know, keep my grades up, um, spend as much time in the oral surgery clinic as possible on campus, uh, because during that time it was, um, that's when the pandemic was going on. And so I had to make some adjustments um, to my application process, it's my, to my application and preparing for that cycle, um, because there, there were certain programs that would typically offer externships that weren't offering externships at that time. So I had to um, use the, 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 make the most out of my opportunities. So I spent a lot of time in the oral surgery clinic. Um, there was another one of my mentors who had a private office um, that was right down the street from a hearing. Um, on days that I um, had independent study, where I had a two or three hour break, I would go and shadow him and just ask as many questions as I can, be engaged, um, trying to learn something every time um, that I, I went and shadowed. And, and from that, that just um, matriculated to my fourth year of, of having not only the grades, but also having private practice experience in, um, in the process of my third, ending my third year and beginning my fourth year, I was uh, reaching out to do as many um, in-person externship um, that was out there at that time. I remember my, my first externship I did at um, University of Tennessee um, in Memphis at the Elvis Presley um, Memorial Center, which is a level one trauma center. And I knew that I wanted to be at a level one trauma center ever since my, um, my second year where um, there was this, um, there was this presentation on oral surgery that talked about all these different facial fractures and um, uh, orthognathic surgeries that just really interest me. And I, I, I knew that I wanted to spend a lot of time um, getting that training at a program that, 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 that deals with a lot of trauma. And so applying to a level one trauma center was my number one goal. And so all the externs that I did, all the externships that I did besides um, the one that I did at Meharry were all at level one trauma centers. Um, I, a, a tip for those that are, that are applying for externships, um, try to not only do externships at programs that you're interested in, but also ones that you, that won't, won't be such a burden on your pockets. So I knew that 
um, I'm from Chicago and I have a lot of family in Chicago. So I went to Chicago to do an externship at Cook County Hospital. Um, so I just had to get to Chicago. I was able to um, not avoid paying for a, um, a hospital, uh, not a hospital, but a hotel and uh, rent, uh, renting a car because I was able to um, get around with my, my, um, my friends and family um, as composed to trying to go to Texas or um, a, a state where I would have to not only pay for air, airfare, hotel, and it's, it's it, it can be really expensive, um, along yeah. with along with uh, these applications. Um, yeah. So it, it adds up real fast. It adds up real fast. So it, it so it seems like you know one of the things that really helped you through your application as part of your process is grades, externships, Great. staying connected with a faculty member, uh, and better yet, the program director of the oral surgery residency program uh, to get those tips and those guidance, uh, but also preparing for, for the exam. Because I know for a lot of people, that's the thing, that exam, that preparation for the exam. And I can't recall if there's like a prep course for the CBSC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about that? I think that so, would be so. For preparing for the CBSE, a lot of people recommend Pathoma, which is a um, there. It's a, a series of videos that um, give you a full scope on anything that they can ask you. Um, Pathoma is is very important. I use uh, another program called Sketchy Micro and Sketchy Farm, uh, which give um, animated um, pictures that. Um, Everything in the in the sketch means something that I hope you just retain certain um, certain concepts for the exam. So sketchy micro, sketchy farm, and U World. U World is the is the question bank that I strongly recommend that you are that you do, but not only do once, but try to do it as many times as you can because it does a really good job of breaking down why what each answer choice is and why it's the wrong answer and why this is the correct answer. And so um, I really, I really use UWorld a lot. Um, and to help retain the knowledge, there is a computer flashcard um, based system called Anki, spelled A-N-K-I. And through this program, it, it, it helped me to retain um, the pharmacology and the micro that I was, um, that I was watching in these videos because it's so much information and they can just ask you anything um, and, and um, by by doing questions on UWorld and doing these flashcards to help um, just lock it into my brain, those are things that really just help me uh, to prepare and to do well on yeah. the CBSE. Yeah, that that CB CBSE is a monster, man. From what I, I keep hearing, and uh, these four resources is a straight pathway to getting you prepared. Uh, so thanks for sharing those because that's usually the that's is one of the things that causes a gap for a lot of people who are applying to oral surgery, um, especially if it's a little bit later than earlier in your application cycle, especially if you're waiting to do it, maybe, you know, your third or fourth year, because uh, I think you can take it just about any time. You can take it any time, and I, right. I really recommend that um, you take it your second year. Yep. Uh, yep. Take it as early as possible, because... The first time I took it, I really didn't know what I was what what I was dealing with and, and how um, how big of a monster this exam was, and um, it's it I I didn't get the score that I needed until my third year, 
Um, and uh, that's one of the things that my mentor stressed upon. Like, she was like, take it early, um, you know, like, like if you don't feel like you're ready, still take it anyway. Like you, yep. you need to get an understanding of what you're dealing with. Yeah, and and for those that are watching and listening, best believe, like the DAT, the CBSE is a measuring rod <laughs> that you <laughs> that's used to screen applicants. Right? Uh, they they use that. This this exam was specifically and uniquely created for oral surgery and for applications and for candidates. So um, like was mentioned, you wanna do well on that exam because that will open the door to the next phase of your application, which is the invitations for interviews, uh, which leads us to our next question, which deals with interviews. But before you have interviews, you have to come up with a list of schools, right? A list of schools or a list of programs. So tell us a little bit about your process on selecting schools and, and how you went about uh, those, uh, putting those schools on your list. Well, I, I knew I wanted to be at a level one trauma center and I wanted to be at a four year program. And so my, the school, all the schools and programs that I applied to were all four year uh, programs. Um, and I applied to, um, as many level one trauma centers as I could um, afford to. I submitted over about 30 applications um, just to give myself a, a, broad, a broad scope. Uh, I want to throw out a large fish net, just um, I want to maximize my opportunity because um, this is a, it's a very competitive cycle. Most programs only offer two, two positions um, some offer uh, three, some even offer just one slide. So I, I, I wanted to make the most out of my opportunity uh, with my application. I, I broke it up into pieces. I, I started off with my, my CV, making sure that my CV was in order. I had multiple people look at my CV, make sure that it was flowing, formatted right. Everything that needed to be on there was on there um, because sometimes people put things on their CV that doesn't need to be on there. Um, like. So as it was the score, then it was the CV, then it was my personal statement. Um, but another thing that's really, really important is who you have vouching for you, who's writing your letters. Um, if you have, if you're applying oral surgery and you have an endodontist and an orthodontist and a journal dentist writing your letters, it's not going to weigh the same as um, the, oral surgery, uh, the oral surgeons from your school, um, your department chair, and um, those who you shadowed in private office. Oral surgeons wanna hear from other oral surgeons um, about um, who, who they are trying to um, offer a position to in their program. That's an important tip, important tip. Oral surgeries uh, programs wanna hear from other oral surgeons, right? That's their peer group. That's the, the folks and the colleagues that they wanna hear from uh, as it relates to your, your candidacy. Uh, so very, very important. Uh, so 30 programs, and you knew level one trauma is a must and four-year program is a second must. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about, though, the next step, which is interviews, right? Because last time I checked, the only, only way you get into a program is you got to interview, right? Yes, sir. You got to interview. So talk, let's talk about the interviews that 
uh, that you received based on those 30 applications. And let's talk about what the, how the interview day was, because I've heard stories, whether it's oral surgery, pedo, but there are Sometimes there's some case scenarios or what would you do type of interview questions uh, that, that people need to be prepared, prepared for. So share, share with us a little bit more about that. Well, um, each interview, um, it varied. Um, some, some were very, um, some were very chill. Um, they just asked about me, um, asked about my experience, um, but there are some that gave that gave case-based scenarios. Um, uh, uh, how how would you dissolve resolve this conflict? How would you extract this tooth? Um, what is Ludwig's angina? Um, how do you treat that? There, it's it's a it's a, a a few of those I got. But the the main questions that they asked were uh, were standard um, interview questions. You know, tell us about yourself. Why oral surgery? Why this program? Um, strength and weaknesses. Um, they, they'll ask you to elaborate on what you have seen um, and why did they go about how they did in the surgery? What are some things that you learned from that surgery? Um, and that's when those externships really come in handy because if, if all you've seen is, is teeth being taken out, then you really have not you know, barely scratched the surface at all about what oral surgery is about. Um, and so just being able to talk intelligently about what you, what the surgeries that you have seen, the different cases being on call, um, they, they want to know that you have a, a, an idea of what it's like to be a resident. Um, because it's long hours and uh, when you're in the OR, you, you're not just leaving and going to get coffee. It's, you know, when lunchtime hits, it's, it's you, you, we are in this surgery and we got to figure this out right now. And so just being able to talk intelligently about what you have seen um, and your experiences really help you out a lot. Um, what, for me personally, um, what I did to prepare for my interviews, I had, um, I wrote out some questions that I would um, be expected to ask, uh, uh, that they would ask me so that um, when they'd ask me, I would be able to, you know, give them a, a response. Some of them, some of them I didn't, I didn't have responses for, but most of them I did have responses for. Um, and I think that really just helped. Um, doing mock interviews is very important. Um, I, I did not get a chance to do a mock interview, but I did um, interview with, my first interview was with Meharry. And I, I personally don't think that that was my best interview. But from that experience that I had, I, I was able to um, reformate um, some, if they ask me this question, somebody else asked me something similar to this again, I'm gonna have a stronger response right. um, for it. And, and, and that just really just helped me um, throughout my interviews. Yeah, and, and so that's key, can, and that's key that to, to take those lessons learned from the interviews to prepare you for the next one. Yes. So yeah. if you can get somebody to do a mock interview uh, with you, um, if you can um, get one of your attendings from the oral surgery department um, or the chairman or whoever that will sit down with you and uh, give you some, some pointers on, on what to say and what they're looking for, um, it, it will really help you. Yeah. And again, the value of doing those mock interviews is, is, is 
the value of having that experience uh, makes you more prepared because you only get one chance, one opportunity in the interview to make your best impression. Sometimes just 15 minutes. 15 minutes, and it starts immediately. So I'm glad you mentioned mock interviews because a quick plug, get into dentalresidency.com. That's one of the services that that we provide to help you prepare, do a deep dive into your programs, but also practice, practice talking about yourself, about your experiences and relating it to the program. And there's a science and a tech technique and technology of being able to do that. So you're right. You want to make sure that you practice and have some mock interviews and, and we can help you with that as well. Um, so you had your, you had interviews, uh, how many interviews did you were you able to uh, lock I in? Interviewed at uh, eight at eight um, institutions. Eight wow, programs. that's great. That's great, man. That's awesome. About one third, or a little bit more than a third. Um, about a fourth, about a fourth year program, a little less than a, a, a third. That's great. So after the interviews, sometimes what happens is the program that was number one or in your top top five sometimes they move around right they start shifting four becomes two two becomes one one becomes three and that's just based on 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 the feedback and the vibe of the interview once you've gotten a chance to meet people in person tell us a little bit about you mentioned the two the two things that were more that were most important to you as far as looking for schools and applying to programs which was um uh four-year program and then you also mentioned that it had to be a level one trauma after you did your interviews what helped you come up with your list your rank list um you know what what were some of the things that were really or mostly important to you that influenced how you ranked those eight programs that you had interviews with uh, well, they were all four-year programs, but I started off with, you know, which ones are level one trauma centers, and then out of those, I, formate, I formulated on where I wanted to be. Um, I, I typically didn't do my um, application process um, according to what some people say. Some people say apply to the program and not the city. I I've been in Nashville for so long. I'm, I'm truly trying to leave Tennessee. I'm, I wanted to get back to a metropolitan area. Um, and I believe that um, Howard was such a good fit for me because not only is it a level one trauma center and it's a four year program, but it's in a metropolitan area, it's in, it's in DC. And so I just thought that was a perfect fit for me. And, and so that was, um, that was a little bit higher up on my list um, compared to some other programs, um, but not every program allowed for um, students to um, have in-person interviews. And so that also played a role into um, my, where how I ranked because um, I was a little afraid of not, um, not liking my environment. And it's really hard to fill the room out and fill out which, where you, how this next four years is gonna be in, in such a short period of time. Um, but my interview um, with Howard went so well um, that I, I, I put them in my top three. Um, another, another program um, that I uh, interviewed at was um, 
Nova Southeastern University. Um, and that was an in-person interview. Um, that was my first time ever being in Florida. And I was like, well, this is nice. And so I, I um, also had them um, in my top three as well. And um, the last um, school that was in my top three was um, Emory University. But see, the thing about with Emory, I only put it as high um, because of um, the establishment and um, the um, opportunities that the program was offering. But my interview was just so short. I, I just really didn't know what to, um, how to fill them out. So I actually had them a little lower than Howard uh, because I was, I was kind of unsure about um, where, like how this could turn out um, because there are, I have some friends of mine who are in great programs, but they're not as happy um, as they are in those programs. And yeah, that's, I sure that I was at a program that would be a good fit for me. Yeah, that's, that's key. And that's why that in-person interview and being able to network and find people that are at the programs is key because you have to fit into the program, meaning the program's got to be a fit for you. Because at the end of the day, you, you can get into all eight programs, right? Yeah. But but if it ain't going to work for you, guess what? It ain't going to work. You're going to have a miserable experience. Uh, you're going to be somewhere in a city that maybe you don't want to be in. Uh, you're going to be in a program that you don't know enough about because you maybe haven't had a chance to talk to the residents, get their feedback, get their vibe. And that's important, especially if you're going to be there for four more years. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a lot of days if you do the math that's a lot of days yeah, a lot of days <laughs> you know over 1400 days that's a lot of days and it's not like it's a nine to five day either <laughs> it is not a nine to five day it's on weekends and it's late night like you said uh, when you're going to the or and being on call so you want to make sure that you get the vibe that you need because when you go for interviews yeah they're interviewing you but guess what you are interviewing them as well because that's going to be your home. So it's got to be a fit for you. So I heard Howard, I heard Nova Southeastern, I heard Emory. Uh, and you know what? Back in the day, they had a, I think they had a dental school at Emory. Then uh, that was the other school in, in, uh, in Georgia back in the day, I think. Um, yeah. I've, I've also um, interviewed at Detroit Mercy. Mm -hmm. uh, Brookdale, um, Brookdale Medical uh, Center in Brooklyn, Woodhall Hospital in Brooklyn, Harlem yep. Hospital in um, Harlem, New York, uh, yep. and I also interviewed at Mary. Those were my um, eight programs that I interviewed. Yeah, well, all great programs, man. Uh, you know, from Detroit to East Coast, uh, New York, all the way down to Florida. But now we need to know. We, we, we need to know where you're going to be taking your oral surgery talents to uh, in July. So drum roll. Where's the drum roll? I guess everybody off today. I got to do my own drum roll. Drum roll. Where are you going to be going to uh, do One your oral surgery? I will be going to Howard University Hospital in Washington, D.C. H.U. H.U. Forward to it. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Chocolate City. <laughs> Chocolate City with, uh, with a whole bunch of other sprinkles now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that's what uh, DC was called that until after I matched. Everybody was like, oh, welcome to Chocolate City. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, you got to put a little asterisk on it now because it's Chocolate City. It's a whole bunch of other stuff. Chocolate, <laughs> vanilla, 
green sprinkles, red sprinkles, a whole bunch of sprinkles going on in, in D.C. now, especially in the, in the Howard area. But congratulations, man. Uh, that's great. I'm going to connect you with a couple former residents uh, that is uh, actually uh, that completed the program. He was a chief resident and the current chief resident that's at Howard uh, went to went to Rutgers. And I've been we, we've been connected since his third year at, uh, at, at dental school at Rutgers. So it's been four plus three, two, so that's six years. So we'll get you connected with him uh, as well, because Howard has a great longstanding tradition of putting out some really awesome uh, oral surgeries, man, uh, oral surgery residents and oral surgeons, board certified oral surgeons at that. Uh, so that's cool. So uh, knowing what you know now, and we're going to move to the next question. Knowing what you know now, what what's some advice and some tips that you would want to share with those candidates that are considering and already know, like you, like you knew, that they want to become an oral surgeon? G give us like three or four things. Uh, well, one of the one of the important things for interviewing that I can give, um, and I did not make this mistake, but this was this was kind of a um, I don't want to say a trap, but it's this is something that they will throw out in an interview. They will ask you some questions that they won't expect you to know. Um, everything that they ask you, they're not necessarily asking for an answer back. They they want to just see what you know. And it's important to not try to, um, how can I put this? Um, don't, don't lie. Don't try to um, make up an answer. If, if if they ask you the a question, especially if it's something related to surgery, they they already know the answer, and so it's important to know to let them know, like you know, I, I'm I have to read up on this. I'm I'm not exactly sure. And then every time that I said that, they would always say, "Oh, you know, we, we really didn't expect you to know that. I just wanted to see who, you know how you would answer." Um, and um, it's uh, it's important to. Uh, with the externships to talk to the program directors while you're there at those externships. Um, when, I was, when I externed at every uh, place that I did, I always, always found five to 10 minutes before I left, before my last day there, um, to sit down with the um, program director, you know, ask them what they're looking for in an applicant, um, things that they look for on applications, um, what, what, what is their idea of a strong candidate, um, and I, I, I kept all these things in mind when I was formulating my application. Um, it's, it's, um, it's also really important uh, for you to, um, to be yourself. Don't try to um, be somebody else on that interview day. It's, it, I knew that for myself, I knew that I was a well-rounded applicant because I'm, I'm into a lot of different things. I, I mean, I, I've got football and basketball, you know, football and baseball up here, but I'm also a reader. Um, and, and, and some of these, um, some of these things um, kind of help break the ice, um, especially on some virtual interviews uh, with people um, because um, they're, they're looking for somebody that, that, doesn't also just do school all day. Um, they're looking for a well-rounded applicant, somebody that they can get along with uh, because it's been several times where program directors have told me that um, just because you have you know, high grades and high CBSE score, 
you come in here and you like take this interview for granted that it's not going to go well. Um, you're, 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 the match will not be in your favor. And so it's important to remain humble throughout this entire experience. Um, and to, um, when you're on these externships to make the most out of your opportunities, spend as much time in the OR as possible. Um, you, can, you can spend all the time at your dental school, you know, extracting teeth and watching teeth being taken out. They, you, you wanna get, um, you wanna get what you can't get at your dental school at these externships. So if you have the opportunity to go and be in the OR all day, you need to be in the OR all day. Yeah, great, great point. Uh, you you got to maximize that that time because you don't get that time back doing an externship as well. Um, so I, I I would tell you, man, this time spent and hearing how you matched into oral surgery has been helpful. What's what's a, the best way for people to get in contact with you if they have some other questions or just want to reach out to you? What's the best way? Uh, my email is marcus creighton eighty two at gmail.com. There you go, guys, right up there. Get in contact with Dr. Dr. Marcus, and he's going to uh, help you, help yourself get into oral surgery if you have some other questions. But you got to catch him soon because <laughs> <laughs> July 1st is going to be here very soon. And uh, he's not going to have a lot of time because his time is going to be preoccupied as a first-year oral surgery resident. What does that mean? That means his, his 24 hours a day are going to be busy 25 hours of those 24 hours <laughs> and that's just a reality but the, also the reality is we we really appreciate your time that you spent with us today sharing us sharing with us how to get into how to match into oral surgery so this has been helpful guys also check out these videos here hopefully these are helpful for you as well and that's our time love peace and smiles. We'll see you next week. Next video, next week, next week, next week. Thank you. Hey, I hope you guys like that episode. There's more, more to listen to and more to learn from. Make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next, next episode. Peace.